Hey guys, welcome to another episode of What the Tech Am I Doing? So as we approach the end of the year, obviously I'm a little more reflective and closing out 2021, looking forward to 2022, I feel like I've grown a lot and I think a lot of us have, especially through the pandemic and coming out of isolation and quarantines um, and now trying to go back to this new normal, um, what life is now, and interacting with people. And I think a lot of people have become more introspective. They've been looking at their lives and, and either you're satisfied and you're happy or maybe you're not satisfied and, and you're realizing the ways that you want to grow and improve. Um, or maybe you're focusing on the things that are not making you the happiest right now. And so I just wanted to take this opportunity and this podcast to share some things that have been helping me, um, things that people have come to me for, um, things that have been helping others, and just see if we can make everyone's um, brain think a little more, look at your lives, hopefully um, helps you in some way, improve some area of your life, or or be a little happier after finishing this. We're going to jump right to it. So one of the biggest things I have learned this year and have been gauging myself on is what my day looks like and compared to what I want my day to look like. Um, And it sounds pretty simple, but for me as someone who has always been doing school or working or trying to make something right of myself, um, I have always just filled my time with things that to me are accomplishments which is awesome, right? It's gotten me to this point. Um, But then you start to realize that that life's more than accomplishments and it's more than goals and it's more than promotions and salaries and and, um, people recognizing you for stuff. Um, When it comes down to it, life is supposed to be relaxing and peaceful and happy and joyous. And, you know, you are the one who spends the most time with yourself. So, you know, if you are living to please others and and for others praise, um, you're going to find yourself pretty, pretty sad one day. And so starting to look at my days, the things I'm doing, the goals I have and think, am I doing this because I feel like I should do this or am I doing this because I want to do this? Um, someone wise once told me, don't let people should all over you, right? Like so often, um, and it comes to from family, friends, colleagues, bosses, you know, everyone has an idea of you and an idea of where they want you to go, whether you realize it or not. Um, how you see yourself and where you want to go is the most important. So don't let others perspectives on your future um hold you back too much or you know control your life too much and for me personally I can share that I found myself finding life honestly really exhausting and the more I was open about it and spoke about it the more I realized a lot of people were feeling the same way and so that's especially why I wanted to come on today and share this with you guys life should not be exhausting Life should be exciting. We should be able to get up in the morning and not want to snooze our alarm 10 times, you know? Um, We should not 
want to stay in bed longer. And and sometimes, yes, you're tired, you need sleep, right? But if you're getting that sleep and you still are dreading the day ahead, you you know should consider what, what's coming in the day ahead that you're dreading so much and, and how can we change that? So when your alarm goes off in the morning, you've gotten a full night's rest and you're excited for what's to come in the day. Um, and so I think the first thing that comes with that is evaluating, you know, what does your ideal life look like? Why are you here? What makes you feel alive? You know, it can be something as simple as being in nature makes you feel the most alive. So you want to be in nature as often as you can. Or or maybe you take it a step further and you say, hey, I love nature, so I want to preserve it and do monthly cleanups or or I want this to become my career. Like it, it can be so small or so large, however you want to take that wherever you are on your journey. And with that, um, one of the things that I've been doing actually with a lot of my friends and, and colleagues, um, and this actually started with one of my colleagues, and I love the question I've been asking everyone that this question, and it's, what is your ideal day? What does your ideal day look like? And it started with us going around and saying what our ideal chill day looks like, right? So <laughs> the way we defined a chill day was, hey, you're you're in your home, right? you're you have nothing planned ahead of you you wake up what what does that day look like you know and and we would go into the details right it's a fun activity you can do with your friends and family and say okay what time are you waking up what are you what are you eating for breakfast you know are you are you having coffee are you you know what does that look like and and taking it detail by detail what are you eating what are you doing who's with you um all the way until the end of the day till you sleep okay what are you doing right before bed you know, are you having a little a treat before bed? Are you having dessert? Or are you just going going straight to bed? Or, you know, what's your routine look like on this ideal chill day? Yeah, you know, we, we almost talk, talked about like you're waking up on Saturday, you have nothing ahead of you, and you can do whatever you want. Um, and to relax yourself, you know. And through that, I've asked a lot of people this question recently within the past month. And what I've realized is, everyone's is very attainable, right? It's a chill day. You know, you're not going to Disneyland. You're not doing anything crazy. It's, it's just a chill day and it's so attainable. And then you turn around and ask, when was the last time you did that? And you realize that not many of us are doing that full day. Maybe we're doing parts of it, but we're saying, Hey, this is the ideal day to me. This is a perfect day. And yet I, I haven't done it, you know, and it's so attainable. It, it's probably pretty cheap. It probably um, doesn't require many other people, you know, because it should be something that just you, you don't need anyone else to be there, but they can be there. Um, And so that was interesting to me. So, you know, if you can even start there and say, what does your ideal weekend day look like? Your ideal chill day and do it, try and do it, you know, try and do that once, once a month, once a quarter you know, once a year, just give yourself that, you know, give yourself that perfect day. And then take it a step further. I started to to think about, okay, what does my ideal work day look like? And and I start to realize that's pretty attainable, you know? Okay, what does my ideal day look like in the future? Okay, what do I need to get there? What is my ideal day look like when I'm traveling. I travel a lot for work. And you start to realize it's very attainable things that you don't always do for yourself. 
And so just putting that vision. And if you can envision the perfect day in the future as well, something I have ingrained in my mind is what my mornings are going to look like when I have a family and when I'm a mom one day. And I visualize that every morning. And that's something to me that I really hold near and dear to me and look forward to. And so the more you visualize what that future will look like or what you want it to look like, um, the more I think your day-to-day will mold that and hopefully help you get to that point, right? And it also starts to get you to think of, you know, what is important to me. Um, I think up until more recently, I, I mean, I'm just three years into my career, right? So depending on where you are in your career and in your life, you might see things differently. But I found that up until a certain point, I was very goal-oriented. And I think a lot of us are. A lot of us, especially the people who listen to this podcast who are really driven, tend to be very goal-oriented, right? I want this by this date. I want to do this by this date. And and that's awesome. It it leads us through life. Um, But there came a point where I accomplished a lot of these goals. And, And, you know, I hope there comes a point where you guys are accomplishing a lot of your goals. But it it left me more empty than it did fulfilled. And so then I had to reevaluate. Why were those my goals? What should, what, why were they my goals? You know, what was I trying to prove? And I noticed myself changing my goals to, in the future, to be more um, not equated to others, right? And equated to how I'm, I'm feeling and living. And so One example of that is if you've ever heard of the word equanimity, Um, it's my new favorite word. So equanimity basically means that you can have calm and balance within you no matter what's going on around. And so that calm within the storm, the peace within the chaos is something um, that is a new goal for me. And so when, you know, things are going on and, and no matter how I react or or what comes at me, it, it centers me, it calms me. And I think, wow, that's, you know, equanimity. Sometimes I don't get there. Um, but if you, I repeat it, you know, and I'm like, equanimity, I want to be there. I want to be that. I want to embody that. And so even when the worst things may be happening, you know, I can, I can remind myself of who I want to be and the person I want to be um, and how I want to feel internally. So, so that's just an example, right? There's no deadline to that um but it's in a positive way so you also don't want to put like i just want to be super skinny which is like yeah there's no deadline but also you know that's not attainable either um so so (laughs) there's a balance right between no deadline and and no deadline for something so you'll never feel accomplished right but um having just a consistent goal that you know, makes you feel joyous when you take a step towards it or improve in some way. I think, I think that's pretty healthy. Um, from, from what I've seen, I've been enjoying it. Um, yeah. So something else that I've talked about so that, um, how you wake up in the morning. So I was just mentioning that, you know, if you snooze your alarm 10 times before you get up in the morning for a work day, that's how I used to be. If you look at my alarms, I have like a million of them for every five minutes, every two minutes. And that's how I used to wake up until I read the book, The Miracle Morning. And in The Miracle Morning, 
something that really resonated with me was they were saying the way you wake up sets the tone for your day and it's a cycle right if your day's not filled with things that you're looking forward to then you're going to keep snoozing and, and maybe you're not looking forward to life but can you also go from the so can we change that right And then there's the other aspect of it. Can you go from the other side where you say, hey, I'm going to tell myself, I'm going to tell my mind that when that alarm goes off in the morning, I'm looking forward to the start of my day. I'm getting out of bed immediately because I'm looking forward to it. And so that was something that resonated with me because it's like, what are you telling your mind when you keep snoozing? You know, you're setting that precedent for the day. You're saying, hey, I'm not ready for life. I'm not ready for what's to come. And and you carry that throughout the day. But, you know, when that first alarm goes off, just find something. I've heard people say, you know, I really look forward to that espresso first thing in the morning. And so maybe you look forward to the espresso. Maybe you look forward to your kids. Maybe it's just hopping in the shower. You know, can you find something that you look forward to in your morning and do something for yourself? before you do something for others, right? We so often, you know, many of us have jobs or or families or kids or spouses, partners. There's something, right, during your day, a lot of days that you feel that you have to do for others. And that's normal. Um, but, But can you spend five minutes in the morning being present and being there for yourself and showing up and doing something for yourself before you do something for others. And that can be, that can be a tea, that can be a coffee, but it can also be, and what was spelled out in this miracle morning, um, daily affirmations, visualizations of what that future life looks like, or, or even what you want to, your day to look like, or how you want to interact with people. You can visualize that silence, which is something I'm working on a lot. Um, you know, we tend to be on our phones. I tend to grab my phone first thing in the morning and and just kind of look through what's going on um, as I'm getting ready. And I notice I don't even give my mind time to to think about what's the days to come. I immediately am looking at what what's going on and what are other people doing and what are other people asking me to do, right? Um, audiobooks and podcasts, if you can find a, one you enjoy, that's great in the morning as well. Um, so just trying to find ways to start your day mindful with gratitude, journaling is an option. And and this doesn't have to take forever, right? It can be a big hour if you want to take that, but it can also be a minute or two in the morning. It can be, you know, there's a spelled out, what I've been trying to do is like six things in six minutes. Um, and then sometimes if I'm, um, feeling a little more optimistic or energetic, I'll do more, right? But so can I get my heart rate up in some way? And some mornings, that's a whole 45-minute run. Uh, Most mornings, it's not, right? (laughs) So sometimes it looks like five minutes of a hit, so high-intensity interval training. Sometimes it's literally like 30 seconds of jumping jacks. Um, There's a range, right? Um, Sometimes it's hey, I really don't want to get my heart rate up right now, but I know getting fresh air and moving a little will be good for me. So I take a lap around, I walk outside in my pajamas and I take a lap around the block, right? Um, So then you're getting fresh air there. There's been studies that show seeing natural sunlight 
um, when you wake up is super good for for happiness, um, uh, going fighting against depression, um, aligning with your circadian rhythm, and and making sure you actually get better sleep and are more awake and more energetic. Um, so if nothing else, can you walk outside, look at the sun, look at the sky? Uh, maybe don't look directly in the sun. Look at the sky, and, and just be grateful for the day and center yourself. You know, there's there's also a lot of studies that show having feet on the ground is very grounding in the morning. So there's things that you can do. There's, you know, find out what works best for you. Um, but that's something, you know, can you do something for yourself before you do something for others? I think that just resonates a lot with me, especially if you tend to be a people pleaser as I am. Um, and then on the other side of that, by that same logic, can you do something for yourself to close out the day? You know, this one, I'm, I, I still tend to be working on. It's a work in progress as well. But, you know, it might be a skincare routine, right? Um, it might be a nice calming herbal tea before bed, yoga, meditation, um, just five minutes before you get too sleepy that you're falling asleep to just be with yourself. Whatever it is that that brings you that joy before you go to bed and, and centers you and, and gives you a moment away from others even if it's just 30 seconds, take that time for yourself, you know, start and end the day for you, for yourself. You're the person you spend all your time with, right? Um, so, so treat yourself well. Oh, we've been talking about ourselves a lot, right? Now let's talk about, okay, who are you surrounding yourself with and how are they treating you? Who are you becoming because of the people in your network, in your circle? who you spend the most time with. Are you becoming a better version of yourself? Awesome, right? Hang out with them more. Are you noticing you're picking up bad habits because of those around you? That's something to to take in consideration, right? I'm not one to say, you know, cut that person off from your life or anything like that. But I definitely gauge your energy after hanging out with certain people, right? I've been doing that and I've found that there's some people that, boy, do they just bring me the most happiness and joy and, and I just feel so grounded when I'm around them and, and introspective and, and I feel like there's so much to be done and had and I look up to them, right? And I'm sure I would hope as you're, as you're listening to that, you thought of someone, but that's, not to say that there's not other people that I feel drained after I talk to them or I feel insecure or um, I, I, I feel like I'm not becoming the person I want to be. And that's something else, right? If as much as you might admire someone, if every time you hang out with them or talk to them or look at their Instagram or Facebook or, you know, whatever it may be, if they make you feel extremely insecure about yourself, is that beneficial? Is that good? You know, um, maybe they're great people. And so maybe it's something you admire and want to strive to. And, and maybe that insecurity is just reflecting on the areas that you want to grow in your life. But if it's something that's negatively impacting you, you know, don't, don't let that happen either. Right. So just, um, to that, I'd say pay attention to who you're around and how they make you feel 
And you might be surprised to see that some people you don't hang out with very often are the ones that make you feel the most alive and energetic and loved. And so maybe that's uh, a hint to hang out with them a little more and just reallocate in that area. Um, Because I think who you surround yourself with is incredibly important. And on the other hand, who you surround yourself with, no matter how good of a friend or family member or boss or colleague they may be, if you have to make excuses for why they treat you a certain way, you know, find tactics to to combat that, right? So um, something that I have learned and have been doing recently is this technique called the mirroring technique, right? And so as we go through life, depending on the type of person you are, you may internalize things, right? You might not want to make people uncomfortable. I recently learned about there's, um, they, they always talk about when you're in a situation, people, there's fight or flight, right? Everyone knows fight or flight. But then there's also freeze, right? So there's fight. If something's going on, if there's, if there's an argument, if there's something spooks you, I mean, there's a lot of scenarios, right? But our, our instincts kick in and you might fight, you might, you know, go toe to toe with that person or thing or whatever it may be. You might fight flight. So fight flight. You might literally just run away. You might be someone who avoids confrontation. You might avoid that person or that scenario or just just um, change the subject, right? So we have fight, flight, or freeze. You might just freeze up and, and you know, not know what to do and think to overplay it later, right? But then there's this other one that someone had mentioned to me called fawn. And I resonate a lot with this. And it had been the first time someone mentioned it to me is you, it's different than freeze in that when something happens or someone says something or there's an argument, you try and make the other person feel better. And I think we notice this, especially in, in more recent generations. And we want to be nice to people, right? We want to be nice and and especially in work settings or with family or with friends, you don't want to make someone feel uncomfortable. So we tend to fawn. And so they may say something that makes us uncomfortable, but what are we doing? We're making them feel better because we don't want them to feel uncomfortable, even though they maybe just made us feel that way. Um, So something with fawn that has been helping me and I hope can help others is this thing that I said of mirroring. So maybe someone makes a comment to you um, that makes you uncomfortable. Can you mirror that back to them? Can you show them what they just said or what they just did and make them be accountable for their actions or their speech, right? Um, So an example of this would be, say someone makes an inappropriate comment, right? You can literally say that comment back to them. Be like, oh, this really? And and now what do you do? You put that ball in their court. They now have to account for what they just said, you know? And hey, maybe that didn't work. Maybe they continue. You can be like, you know, speak the situation. Can you get to the point and say, wow, I... I thought you were a great person. I really didn't realize you're you're someone who thought that way or would say those types of things, you know? You're not fighting them, right? 
you're not running away from the situation either, but you're, you're almost making them own up to what they've just done. You know, you're saying, Hey, I saw you in this positive light. Is this really how you, how you want it to act? Or, or maybe someone's been awesome to you all this time. And then all of a sudden they've just been really, really awful. And you, you can be like, wow, you know, has something been, you know, this is, I remember, you know, back in the day, this wouldn't have been that, but you know, if that's how it is now, I understand. Or, you know, trying to just like re put that into people's perspective because sometimes people might not even realize, right? So people say stuff, including myself and, and offhandedly or sarcastically. And, and it's not until someone says it back or makes me own up to what I just said that I'm like, Oh, that is not what I meant. I am so sorry. This is what I meant. Right? So it, it even allows them to explain themselves because maybe it's not, um, And that really helps, especially if you tend to be someone who internalizes things, because if you're someone who internalizes, um, you might leave that situation and consistently be thinking of what did they mean by that? Right. I can't or I can't believe they said that or I can't believe they did that. Or maybe you're trying to understand their point of view and and you're spending all this time trying to figure out where they were coming from. But if you had just in the moment just said something and you it doesn't have to be argumentative you can just bring to light what you saw in a in a beneficial way um and if you need help i'm always it is hard i don't want to give too many different examples um but you know in certain scenarios you know you can always reach out to me um and we have our you know instagram what the tech am i doing instagram we have a tiktok now that we'll post little tidbits of information on and and you can reach out and we can help you. And the more I feel like you reflect on situations, the more you can, you know, in the future, identify the situations that this would be great at. Right. So for example, there was a situation with um, a leader I respected and you know, they had said something and and they probably didn't even realize about, Hey, I'm going to take my team out to dinner. Right. And I was like, Oh, bummer. I'm, I'm their team too. And it, it made me feel small. Right. Um, but looking back, I'm like, Oh, I could have totally said a joke and been like, what am I chopped liver? And, and it would have added light to the situation. And that person would have had to own up and say, Oh, actually like, yeah, but you know, maybe they would have invited me as part of their team, right? Or maybe they would have explained why, why you know, me and some others didn't, didn't attend this team gathering, right? Um, and so I'm sure that person meant no ill will, right? But what did I do? I sat on it. I thought about it, you know, and, and all these scenarios ran through my head where now in the next scenario, I can think, oh, yeah, saying, what am I, chopped liver? Would have been so non-confrontational would have added light to the situation and would have allowed that person to speak up and and explain themselves or own their actions right and so those are just things to consider you know what can you say that's um i tend to be someone who's a little more lighthearted, so i tend to go on the light-hearted side what can you say that's light-hearted that allows them to think about their actions um or or explain themselves 
um, without, you know, causing argumentation or anything like that. But hey, that's not to say you can't, can't do other things. That's just what I've seen that has helped me. Okay. And I am going to end it there because I do not want these to get too long. Um, but I do plan on releasing a couple more before the end of the year and into the new year. Um, some solo sessions on happiness, dealing with difficult people, um, maybe career stuff. So please let me know what you guys have been dealing with this year, things you're looking forward to next year, things you are foreseeing that you might have to deal with next year. And I would love to share as much wisdom as I can. And really, this is just sharing the cumulative, cumulative wisdom that I've been getting from my mentors and, and people that have been helping me along this journey um, and basically funneling it into this so that you guys can get that same wisdom um, from some amazing people. So um, however I can help, please reach out. We have our Instagram. If you search uh, what the tech on Instagram, you can also search what the tech on TikTok and you will find us. Um, uh, you can also search my name, Dahlia Larian, and things should pop up for you as well. Um, and always feel free to reach out. We love to hear what people are, are looking forward to and, and need support on um, because that's really why we're here. So hope everyone has a good holiday and we'll catch you next time on another episode of What the Tech Am I Doing? Thank you. Thank you.